Pelvic Posse, and welcome to the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. It's Amanda Fisher. I've helped thousands of people with pelvic floor issues, and it's totally my jam. Here, you can listen to expert interviews encompassing all things related to pelvic health. That's pee, poop, sex, and everything in between. You have a pelvic floor. Yes, you. We all do. And it's time to start talking about these issues that arise, but more importantly, how to improve them. I am so glad you are here to join us. Now let's head into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amanda Fisher, founder and owner of Empower Your Pelvis, a pelvic floor physical therapy clinic in Kansas City. All right. Here's the thing. I got back last week from speaking at the member summit of Burn Boot Camp that they put on out in Charlotte, North Carolina. And I was speaking to a lot of people who were dealing with mostly bladder leakage with in the gym, with jumping, with certain activities like jumping jacks, jumping rope, line jumps, hurdle jumps, running. This seems to be a lot of people. And then... <laughs> Star jumps, which is just another variation of kind of like the jumping jacks, jumping jacks form. But then also people who are also, you know, having giggle incontinence where they're laughing and giggling at the same time, teasing, peeing and sneezing that people got really cutesy with their language and bladder leakage and just kind of laughing it off. But here's the deal. We listen to our body when maybe we don't, but we, I like to think that people listen to their body when your knee is having pain we don't just keep pushing through it and keep having knee pain, right? Or knee clicking or knee discomfort. Granted, whatever body part you're thinking about, ankle, hip, back, shoulder. Eventually we realize, hey, I'm probably doing something wrong. I should probably look at my form. I should look at how much I've been pushing it, that my endurance level on it, et cetera. But when it comes to bladder leakage, people don't seem to really realize like, Am I pushing it past its breaking point? And not breaking where you're going to like break the tissue, but thinking like, where is, where does it, have I pushed it too far? We'll go with that. So bladder leakage is your body trying to tell you like, whoa, I don't have the bandwidth to be able to hold, keep my urine in when I should be because the one of the main functions of your pelvic floor muscles is to keep your goodies in, is to keep you from loss of bladder, meaning it does not want you to, and we should not lose fluid down there unless we're telling our body it's time. So like when we sit down on the toilet, hopefully with a squatty potty, we get our feet elevated or in a, a squat type position. That is primate place for our pelvic floor muscles to lengthen while our bladder contracts to void out fluid, to move out fluid out of our body. When we're not in that position where we're like, all right, body, let's do this. We need to keep it in, all right? We need to have those sphincters working really well. We need to have those pelvic floors very coordinated with that tissue so we can keep our urine in. Now, normal bladder function is pretty much urinating every two to four hours. Sometimes you'll see two to three, four is kind of pushing it. Two sometimes might be a little often, somewhere in the range of two to four hours throughout the day. 
If we're urinating more than that and having more bladder urgency and frequency, then we need to think about why might I be having that? Why might I be feeling this? And when we have that urgency and frequency, do we have leakage with it? So having it at that range between that two to four hour, two to three hour window, figuring out why I'm going more frequently, doing a little audit on yourself because your bladder should hold about 16 ounces of fluid. That's like a grande latte at Starbucks, 16 ounces. If you fill your bladder up, you need to pee it out, okay? So if you're drinking lots of fluid throughout the day, you will probably be going more often, especially if you're drinking like 40 ounces of water before my eight ounces of coffee, and then I have more water after that. Well, then by golly, Miss Molly, yes, you should be urinating more because your bladder's full. But if you're not drinking, because we have patients that come in that avoid drinking anything throughout the day to try to limit their bladder leakage, we've got an issue. We're dehydrated. We need to actually be creating more water or drinking more fluid to have a happy society down there, happy environment, society, good grief. And then bladder irritants can play a huge role in this too. So dairy can be a huge bladder irritant. We'll usually tell people don't have, you know, yogurt or ice cream in the evening because it can cause your bladder to want to spasm and want to pee more frequently before you go to bed. Or you might have bladder leakage. We see this a lot in kids that maybe have dairy like mac and cheese or yeah, milk before bed that can cause them to wet the bed. So we see the same in adults. Spicy food is another one. It can cause um, acidity irritation in the bladder, which can cause more bladder leakage. Citrus foods, the acidity in those as well. Alcohol, carbonation, caffeine, all of those things. If we have a lot, especially if we have that right before we go work out, we're more likely to set ourselves up for bladder issues than if we didn't. Now, I'm not saying go out and just completely stop all bladder irritants. That would be crazy. But what I am saying is what I kind of mentioned earlier, if you're going to have a cup of coffee, so caffeine and coffee is acidic, offset it with some water, okay? So maybe I drink a little bit of coffee, I drink a little bit of water, I drink a little bit of coffee, a little bit of water. I'm going to have a bowl of ice cream, I'm going to have a little bit of water. I'm going to have some chips and salsa, I'm going to have some water along with that margarita, salt around the rim. I also want some water. I want you to have an even balance of water with whatever you're drinking or eating because if it's more acidic, if it's more carbonated, that is going to just kind of scratch... It's the best way I can say it. It's going to irritate the inner bladder lining. And it's going to feel more like sour lemonade to the bladder. So if we can put water in sour lemonade, it usually dilutes it. It waters it down. It causes the bladder less irritation, which would hopefully mean less urgency, less abdominal cramping, less frequency into the bathroom. All right. And then you're thinking, "Mm, that makes no sense because I'm putting like double the fluid in. You're going to spread it out. You're not going to try to drink a glass of water and a cup of coffee all at once, like within 10 minutes. Well, then, yeah, you're probably going to have to go to the bathroom. But hopefully as you're drinking it, you're like spreading it out too throughout the day. So you're not having to urinate as much as as frequently. And to be honest, the bladder learns way faster than the bowels. Bowels are slow learners. It usually takes them about two weeks to get used to something Bladder is typically faster. It's usually about four to seven days. So trying out a new routine with your bladder can be very beneficial and can usually, you'll start to see changes pretty quickly. 
And then with your bladder, we want to avoid what we would call peeing just in case. So we do this a lot with our kids. Like, hey, we're getting ready to leave the house. Why don't we go ahead and use the bathroom so we don't have to stop while we're in the car, right? Like that is harder for us to have to stop, pull over to a gas station to take our children inside. It'd be easier if we could pee at the house. But if your kids just peed 10 minutes before you're getting in the car, we call that peeing just in case. Like they just went, but now we're going to train our bladder and our brain to go again to feel that urgency again, where it's not a full bladder, but we're we're starting to you know tap on the door a little bit of it's filling up. You're training your body to want to do that more often. And we want to train it again to push it out to that two to four hour period. So if you know you or your children have just peed and you're only going 10 or 15 minutes across town, please try to push that bladder off a little bit longer until you get to the location you're going to. So then if you went 10 minutes, but you have a 20 minute commute across town, and then if you need to use the bathroom, it's more like a 30 minute break instead of in between, instead of a 10 minute, all right? But again, I would love for that 30 minute to become a two hour break if we can, unless it depends on how much we have drank or ate previously. So keep that in mind, do an audit on yourself this week. How much am I drinking? What type of foods and drinks am I having? Am I consuming? How often am I using the restroom? Look at that. Write that down on October 2023 and figure out where am I at in my audit and where do I need to be or where do I want to be? Am I waking up in the middle of the night? Add that to your audit. If you are we actually, the normal range on waking up in the middle of the night shouldn't be happening until we're the age of 65. Then waking up once in the middle of the night is considered normal. Under the age of 65, we want to be sleeping like a little baby, sound asleep. All right. So check on that one too. So you've got four things. Number one, how much fluid am I intaking? Hopefully water. How often am I urinating? How often am I waking in the middle of the night? And what types of food am I eating when I'm noticing that I need to go use the restroom? Check in on yourself, comment at the end of this video as you're auditing yourself and let me know where you stand because this would be very interesting to see where you are here in 2023. Y'all have a fabulous day. Sit like and subscribe to the show if you can. Share this with friends who have bladders, everyone. And until next week, in wellness with your pelvis. Have a great day, guys. I'm Dr. Mita. Bye. Hey, pelvic posse. I want to thank you so much for joining into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Can I ask you a couple of favors, please? Number one, can you like and subscribe to this podcast so that you can continue to empower your pelvis forever so that you will never miss out? Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review telling them how amazing we are and everything that you have learned about your pelvic health? And then number three, if you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash empower your pelvis for all your visual learners out there. We have all types of great visuals in there for you to not only listen to, but to also watch. Thank you so much again, and make sure to give your pelvis some love. Until next time, peace out, pelvic posse.